Welcome to The Surge, a podcast about all things AmSurge and the ambulatory surgery center industry, where we share insight, news, and conversations relevant to our nationwide network of centers. Now, here's today's host, AmSurge Division President, John Grant. Hello, and welcome to The Surge. Our guest today is Dr. Dave Atkin. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Atkin. Dr. Atkin is a partner at the Campus Surgery Center in Daly City, California. A board-certified orthopedist, Dr. Atkin's specializations include arthroscopy, sports medicine, and joint replacement. Dr. Atkin, an avid medical volunteer, is the current director of Operation Rainbow and has led more than 60 surgical missions to Central and South America, Haiti, and the Philippines. In addition to providing core pediatric orthopedic services, Dr. Atkin has helped create 25 arthroscopy centers in different cities within host nations. Dr. Atkin is also dedicated to serving people in need in the United States. He currently serves as the only private practice orthopedic surgeon working daily with local underserved communities of Southeast San Francisco, where his patients are primarily Latinx and African-American. Dr. Atkin, welcome to The Surge. Thanks so much. Tell us about how you became interested in medicine and more specifically orthopedic medicine. Well, I must say, like many orthopedics, uh, orthopedists, my first exposure was as an injured athlete, um, helped to understand my injury and eventually to recover. As I studied in medical school, there were many things that really attracted me to orthopedics. I love that you could treat all age groups from little children all the way to older adults with arthritis. I love that in musculoskeletal medicine, you weren't limited to just one part of the body. You could really treat the body musculoskeletally from head to toe. And then I really felt, and I still feel, that you can help almost every patient you meet. Firstly, we help patients to understand what their injuries are and to take control of their injuries or their illnesses. And secondarily, we help them to heal. For our listeners who may be unfamiliar, can you tell us a bit about Operation Rainbow and its mission? Absolutely. Operation Rainbow is a volunteer organization that provides free orthopedic surgery to children and young adults in the developing world. Operation Rainbow started 43 years ago in Houston, and we've steadily grown to now more than 1,500 volunteers and have provided more than $85 million in aid in the developing world. Even more important than doing orthopedic surgery is really teaching orthopedic surgery. And we work with the local orthopedic surgeons to help them understand modern surgical techniques so that they can care for their own people. How did you first get involved with Operation Rainbow? Well, I was very fortunate that one of my mentors took me right after residency one of the great things about Operation Rainbow is that it's a very inclusive organization. Because our missions are one week, uh, though they're very intensive, it really makes it feasible for the working orthopedist or nurse or tech to join us on the missions without missing too much work time or missing too much family time. 
You uh, you mentioned a sport injury there. Um, what was your what was your sport and uh, and the and the injury that uh, led you down the orthopedic path? Well, I was uh, both a competitive swimmer and a competitive surfer, and I had a number of uh, shoulder dislocations. And as we always jokingly say in surfing, the older I get, the better I was. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. That's great. I understand your first position after residency was in Transkei, which for our listeners who may not be aware, was a territory for black inhabitants of apartheid in South Africa. How did that opportunity come about and, and what drew you there so early in your career? Well, I had a burning desire after my residency to work with a vulnerable population and also to try and understand the social and political struggles that were going on in South Africa. So I volunteered with, with orthopedics overseas. And I, I can truly say that that experience was an epiphany for me. I had a great amount of responsibility. It was incredibly satisfying to take care of a population that had no orthopedic care. And even before I had left my first volunteer post, I knew that I would want to do this for the rest of my life. And this is really what led me to eventually start a charity clinic in the underserved communities of San Francisco. You've led more than 60 surgical missions to Central and South America, Haiti and the Philippines. What have some of your biggest memories or experiences been during your time abroad? Over the years, I've been so impressed with how powerful these missions are for younger folks. We on our missions take pre-medical students, medical students, and residents. And mission work, in my mind, is the purest form of medicine that I've ever experienced. And it's wonderful to share this essence of medicine with these young folks. I think one of the things they realize right off the bat is we have so many resources in the United States that we often take them for granted. For instance, at Campus Surgery Center, where I operate, I, I can have almost any tool or instrument I can think of to help me in the operation. But in the developing world, I have to assess both the training and the resources that are available and plan and execute the operation accordingly. So it teaches younger folks to adapt and at times to be creative. So you've had a, quite an experience, a broad range of experience uh, across the world. Or what, are there any, are there any uh, memorable experiences that you could share with us today? Oh, absolutely. I think Haiti is one of the experiences that I will never forget. Now, Operation Rainbow is an organization that does elective reconstruction surgeries. And when the earthquake came up in Haiti in 2010, we really had a decision to make. We have so many resources with volunteers, with funding. We felt that we had an ethical obligation to do humanitarian emergency relief in 2010. So what I did was I got together my most veteran team and off we went to Haiti. And I will never forget that I got off the bus and as soon as I got off the bus, 
this orthopedic surgeon who'd been in the camp for three days before me started walking towards me. And he was six foot four, older gentleman from the South. He had actually played football for LSU. And he said, are you Dr. Dave Atkin from San Francisco? And I said, yes, sir, I am. And he said, well, son, you got 400 badly crushed patients here. He goes, there's 15 surgeries on the board I just couldn't get to last night. He said, it's your show, son. Good luck. Godspeed. And just out of reflex, I turned around to see if the bus was still there. <laughs> but the bus was gone. And so 12 days later, I, I remember myself saying, are you Dr. Earl Johnson from Topeka, Kansas? <laughs> As I handed it off. But You know, I think in the fruition of good deeds, you go to help other people and you gain more blessings than you can count. That that experience was very powerful for each of us who went on that mission. And I, I don't think we'll ever forget it. You were recently named as the 2021 recipient of the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons Humanitarian Award. What was your reaction when you got the news? But But also, how do you feel now that you've had some time to reflect on that honor? It's such a great honor. And I'm even more honored that the Academy has given me a forum to discuss diversity in medicine. Orthopedics exists as perhaps the least diverse specialty in medicine. And I think we have to think about the experience of patients that they have a physician that they can relate to. Now, one of the mentors of my career, an army colonel who I would not describe as warm or fuzzy, once sat me down and said, I believe that the patient is the universe. When I walk in that room, there is no one else's needs that are important other than the patient's. And so it's important in medicine to realize that the critical element is that the patient's needs supersede ours and our colleagues and our institutions. Well, we certainly know that patients are very diverse. They come in all shapes and sizes and colors and orientations. And physicians have to be diverse as well so that patients can find doctors that they can relate to and that they they trust. You just mentioned that uh, orthopedic medicine is one of the least diverse um, specialties. Why do you think that is? Well, I think firstly, there are very few women in orthopedics, perhaps 6%. And there are very few orthopedists of color, uh, perhaps 4% of orthopedists. I think that the academy is very focused on creating diversity in our ranks and really giving equal opportunity to all applicants to pursue orthopedics as a career. With Campus Surgery Center, you are the only private practice orthopedic surgeon serving the Latinx and African-American community in Southeast San Francisco. Can you talk about your experience caring for an, an otherwise underserved community? Absolutely. I think all of us in the workplace, want to be appreciated for our talents and our efforts. 
And it is amazing to work in a community that needs you and appreciates you. I am really indebted to Campus Surgery Center in the many ways that they help me to care for my community. Firstly, I'll say it's my favorite place I've ever operated. It is the quality is fantastic and uh, the administration is top notch. But also, I love the way they treat my patients. Uh, the staff of campus is very diverse and it creates a very safe and warm environment for my patients. And my patients invariably tell me to thank everyone at the center because they love the way that they've been treated with dignity and respect. Well, I'd say Campus Surgery Center is very lucky and happy to have you aboard. And vice well. versa. And vice versa. It really, truly, I, you know, it, it's so funny because I've always worked in struggling hospitals, you know, like county hospitals. And so many things are broken. At campus, if something gets broken, it gets fixed that day. It's just unbelievable. It's just great. Uh, you also played a role in helping to save St. Luke's Hospital, a critical facility in the care of residents of South San Francisco. Can you talk about the work you and other physicians did in, in saving that facility and, and why it's so important to that community? Absolutely. I think San Francisco's an interesting city in the sense that, first of all, it's a perpendicular grid of streets which are divided by a diagonal street, Market Street. North of Market, there are nine hospitals. But south of Market, there are only two hospitals, the county hospital and then St. Luke's Hospital, which when I came was a struggling hospital trying to survive in the community. Firstly, I, I can see the county hospital outside of my windows, and many patients from my community go there. But I feel that my community deserves the dignity of one other choice than the county hospital. The second thing is the concept of a safety net in the sense that there are 370,000 people who live south of market in an earthquake city. And should any kind of disaster, and in our era, natural or unnatural, befall the city, that hospital provides a critical emergency room and operating room complex. So when the hospital was slated for closure, uh, many of us banded together and we got enormous support from church, from community leaders, and from the political structure of San Francisco. And we were able to not only save St. Luke's Hospital, but to have a rebuild of a brand new $536 million hospital for our community, which is the Mission Bernal campus of California Pacific Medical Center. And it is absolutely beautiful. Can you tell us a little bit about Mewater Foundation? Absolutely. Mewater is a nonprofit organization whereby we take inner city youth into nature, either to the ocean or beach or camping. Now, Many children in urban America grow up in backgrounds of poverty and violence, and many of these neighborhoods are primarily concrete and don't have much access to nature or green space. Now, nature is such a powerful force in so many of our lives, 
And it absolutely amazes and inspires children. What's more, when children face these natural challenges like going in the ocean or hiking in the woods, it empowers them to make good decisions when they face the many challenges in their daily lives. Our great hope is that these experiences will give children a different way of relating to the world and relating to the communities that they live in. That's fantastic. For our listeners, if you'd like more information, you can check out www.mewaterfoundation.org. I understand uh, you also mentor local and international students and doctors to introduce them to humanitarian work. What are some of the lessons you feel young men and women can take away from service? Well, firstly, I believe that medicine is a life of service. And for those who feel called to it, it's incredibly gratifying. We also want young folks to understand that there's a lot of joy and camaraderie in medicine. I always laugh when a young student says to me, well, I heard medicine has changed. And I always reply, medicine is simply compassion and hard work. And I don't think that will ever change. Wow, that's great. Thank you. If you would like more information on Operation Rainbow, you can visit www.operationrainbow.org. Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Atkin. No, it's my pleasure. But most of all, thank you for the important work you do in San Francisco and around the world. And a special thank you to our listeners. Look for more episodes in 2022 featuring our physician partners and AmSurge leadership. We hope you'll join us. Thank you for listening to The Surge. If you have any questions about this podcast or suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at communications at amsurge.com. 